This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 16 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, presented by Equestrian Life. Exclusive coverage of the world of dressage. We would like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life. They can be found at equestrianlife.com and Kentucky Performance Products. They're online at kppusa.com. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Samantha Clark, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show presented by Equestrian Life. Well, hi, Sam. Thank you so much for standing in for us. You know, we uh, for standing in for Heather. You know, she got back from her clinic tour um, just earlier this week, and uh, today apparently um, her house is without electricity and therefore without the internet. And uh, my scheduling doesn't allow for me to do this any other day but today. (laughs) So um, we're really glad that you're able to, to jump in into her chair. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. I'm happy to do it. Well, we should explain that if you don't listen to the 2010 radio show that uh, Samantha Clark is the co-host with Glenn on that uh, show every week. That's all about the World Equestrian Games coming up here in Kentucky next year. So Sam's been co-hosting that and you have fun with that show too, don't you? Sam? We do. We have, we have a great time. I'm learning all sorts of things about all sorts of disciplines I knew nothing about. <laughs> so that's good. And I do get to do a little bit of dressage, but I'm, I'm happy to stand in and learn a little bit more about it today. Well, terrific. Well, you've, you've joined us on a very good show because uh, this week we have an exclusive interview with Edward Gall, and I don't think there's anybody interested in dressage or the horse world that hasn't watched uh, Morland's Tortillas and uh, at the uh, Windsor European Championships a couple of weeks ago with their record uh, p- winning performance. Uh, did you see that, Sam? So amazing, so amazing. And what a backdrop, too, against Windsor Castle. So I'm very excited to hear that interview. Yeah, it really was a wonderful interview. We got a chance to catch up with him right after Windsor before he took off on a little bit of a holiday. Uh, So that's really our highlight of our show this week. Um, But we do have some news to attend to first, uh, and quite a bit of news, Sam, in the world of dressage. And our first item of news actually comes out of the uh, FEI's tribunal that they held recently and uh, came up with a verdict on the doping case of uh, Isabel Worth's whisper. You remember he tested positive back at Weisbaden in May of this year and uh, that conclusion is that that Isabel is under a six-month suspension from all competitions and that suspension began in late June and will run to the end of this year, December 22nd. But You'll remember that uh, Isabel is actually pregnant, expecting her first baby in November. So I think she'll be a tad distracted anyway, won't she, Sam? (laughs) She probably will. I think that'll be quite a relief for her. A good excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. If you're going to be sidelined, at least make good use of the time. That's right. Um, And that suspension, as I said, has become active. And and she has 30 days to appeal to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And we haven't heard at the time of recording that uh, she's doing that so uh, she will go ahead with that suspension and she'll also need to pay 3500 swiss francs as part of that penalty 
And she will, I understand, be eligible for the World Equestrian Games next year, won't she? That's right. She will be. She will be back in in time, and I'm, I'm sure she she may be considering, of course, the World Cup qualifiers um, over the winter too. She'll be uh, obviously able to keep those horses fit um, and come out again at the beginning of the new year. So good luck to Isabel. And uh, the uh, the FBI is also in the news with regard to the um, the Germ- Germans public television groups ARD and ZDF. Um, they are two um, networks in Germany that cover. Aachen Festival each year, which is, of course, uh, of significant importance to the FEI. Um, well, the, those two groups actually approached the uh, the FEI to talk about the effect that the doping scandal has had on coverage of uh, of the sport in Germany. And those talks were held with the FEI to discuss the the banned substances that were found. Um, uh, six of them, were for, of course, were found in Hong Kong last year. And because the networks provide extensive primetime coverage, um, they've warned of the significant uh, broadcasting commitments um, that they have and that how they will be effective, uh, affected if unless the doping issue is not dealt with by the FEI more effectively. And all three part, uh, the, the participants in that uh, discussion agreed that uh, they must have clear binding and verifiable mechanisms to control doping, and and then, and then of course the the uh, television networks were concerned that they need to restore the credibility and public confidence in in the sport, and the introduction of an effective doping control system is a precondition for ARD and ZDF to continue their support of equestrian sport in Germany. So they that's were very very critical talks between the FEI and those two major networks in Germany. Uh, but it looks like they came to a satisfactory conclusion and uh, of course this is not something that's going away anytime soon. It's uh, created headlines around the world, isn't it Sam? Have you been following this? I have been and I'm glad that everyone's being proactive about it now and 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 looks to be doing something about it. That's good. Well, also the FEI have been really busy because they've also set up um, a, a, tra- a dressage task force and it, it's to look at ways that the sport is judged. This was a, a, an open forum that was held during the European Championships uh, at, at Windsor and they also uh, they also held some judging trials. We'll be reporting on those um, in the next uh, episode next week. Um, <clears throat> but this was, uh, several, this was something that... Uh, obviously was uh, of concern to everybody because it affects the the top level of competition. And uh, Frank Kemperman, you know, Frank organizes uh, Arc and Show. He wants that task force, said that the task force wants to change the European Championship format of teams of four with three scores to count, explaining that drop scores are confusing for spectators. And, of course, that's an ongoing a debate. We've been having that for a number of years now in dressage and uh, the, the task force has proposed that the first two days of competition dictate the running order for the second part which would decide the team medals with the top seven teams and top nine individuals going through. Uh, it also wants one individual champion, not one for the special and one for the cur. A very interesting debate that uh, Kira Kirkland, who's uh, not known for uh, for holding back her opinion, she uh, she said this won't allow smaller nations into the team event. If individuals aren't riding for a medal in the second part of the competition, why are they riding? And why not just do the last day? So 
This is really an ongoing debate, and, I'm sh- and we will be following it here on the Dressage Radio Show. But, uh, you know, whenever you start to change rules, Sam, it always uh, causes a lot of uh, diverse opinions. Yeah, but discussion is good. I think it's good to talk about it, and I'm glad that we'll be following it, and I'll be following you following it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, on a very positive note, uh, coming out of the Dressage Foundation uh, this past week, Lendon Gray has announced that they're setting up a fund to develop the USA Emerging Dressage Star Program, which is a fantastic initiative that follows on the model that was created in the jumping world for the Emerging Athlete Program, something the U.S. Hunter Jumper Association have implemented. And uh, the idea of that program is to to search for and nurture the country's brightest young talents uh, through clinics, training camps, and, and then eventually funding them to compete uh, over overseas uh, so this is a wonderful wonderful initiative and they're looking to raise something like fifteen thousand dollars to start the program off and so a wonderful initiative there by Lendon. apparently she and uh, uh, Robert Dover got together during uh, the World Cup finals earlier this year to discuss how uh, how they could, this could be implemented and it's a it's a really really good initiative and I and uh, we're going to be inviting Lyndon and Robert to come on the show and talk about uh, this in the next few weeks uh, but I think any of these initiatives Sam are really important to the grassroots of the sport absolutely and they're always so popular I mean across the board in the jumping world and the eventing world and now in the dressage world too I think they'll be well supported great well, that's our news um, for this week. And before we uh, get to our guest, um, Edward Gar, we're going to take a short break here to hear from one of our sponsors, Equestrian Life. It is fantastic to have our friends at Equestrian Life as the title sponsors for the Dressage Radio Show. If you have not been to Equestrian Life yet, you need to go. In addition to being the official social community for the Horse Radio Network, it is one of the fastest-growing horse communities on the Internet. It is truly the Facebook for horse people. The goal of EquestrianLife.com is to bring equestrians together and to provide them with the breadth and depth of information and tools they need to learn and connect with other horse lovers who share the same passion. EquestrianLife.com is a fun, inviting website that strives to provide its members with a world-class experience that fosters the expression of all the ways people enjoy their horses and the people who are part of the horse world. EquestrianLife.com's social media platform provides users with cutting-edge applications and tools, such as people in horse profiles, social Q&A, status updates, messaging, photo uploading, groups, comments, blogs, expert high-definition videos, directories, birthday reminders, alerts, messaging, and on and on and on, in addition to their partnership with the Horse Radio Network. This community is designed by horse people for horse people and is filled with educational and entertaining video and audio all about our horses. Ride on over to Equestrian Life today, sign up for free, and tell all of your friends. If you love horses, equestrianlife.com is the place to be. Well, thanks again to our presenting sponsors, Equestrian Life. They can be found at equestrianlife.com. And we're coming now to our guest, our only guest on the show this week, and that is Edward Gall, a Dutch rider who broke all records with Moreland's Tortillas when he competed uh, both at Hickstead uh, CDIO earlier this year 
and then at the Windsor European Championships with that amazing 90.47 score. It really was an absolutely outstanding performance. It's been all over the internet, courtesy of YouTube. And we were delighted when uh, Edward uh, took some time off to talk to me a few days ago. So let's listen to what Edward has to say. Well, Edward, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the Dressage Radio Show. Yes, hello. Uh, well, you must, have, you must be absolutely thrilled with the season you've had so far and a big congratulations on your European Championship gold medal. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, it's really amazing. I never expected to be like this already so soon. And I, my horse coaches has so less experience and then already goes like this and have like 19% in the cure. It's, yeah, it's not normal anymore. <laughs> well, you're clearly setting new records here and yes. he, he is such a young, but you, you, you must almost be getting used to breaking world records now. No, I don't think that will ever use, ever get used. But yeah, it's of course it's it's so nice to do that, and 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 I know he can even do better. And that's also a little bit weird that you know, you already have these kind of points, and are still knowing that it can be even better. Well, it's a wonderful feeling. Of course, you're associated with some very good horses in the past, but when you found Totilas, tell us the story of how you got to know him. Yeah, the first uh, time I, I tried him out and then I sat on him and then I uh, got off right away because it felt really like he could explode any moment. So much, you feel so much power and energy under you and that felt really weird. And then the next day I took someone with me, a rider from my stable and said, you try him first because I don't know what he is going to do. And that boy touched him one time really with with the legs and then he ro took off and really fast and that was it and then he never did something weird again but still every day you feel this kind of uh, power under you but now you know you can control it and yeah that's a really a really good feeling you have so much strength and power and looseness under you yeah it's very difficult to ex explain you yeah i always said you have to feel it you you can't tell it how it is so tell us about uh, how you found him, Edward. Yes, uh, there were people, they sent us, um, uh, I call it a DVD. The, they, uh, the, the owners that time, they had a DVD from him. Okay, and that looked quite okay. And then we tried him. And then, yeah, it, it felt good uh, after a month. And then I got him in my stable just for, for trying him out. And then after a month, I really felt, okay, this is something really, really special. And okay, and then I found my sponsors who bo he bought it for me. And uh, yeah, okay, and they're never going to sell him again. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so how old was he when you first rode him? Uh, six years old. So you've had him just three years? Three years, yes, yeah. And so what, obviously you have a lot of power under you when you ride him. What kind of character is he at home, Edward? He is very easy and is easier with handling and in the stable he's nice. He, yeah, it's just how you wish a horse would be. He's very gentle and always likes attention and he never does something uh, bad against the people or whatever and he always likes to get a lot of attention uh, and that's really, really nice because he, of course you have some good horses but they are really special by handling something but, but he is really nice and really good in everything. And what kind of personality would you, if he was a human, what, what kind of personality would you describe him? 
I think a very happy human. He is always like uh, very positive. Eh? You feel it every day. He wants to work for you. I said, okay, let's go today. Let's work, and that felt feels really good. So a very a very strong work ethic. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So what's a typical day like for him now? Uh, yeah, okay. Now he's really resting. Eh? We don't do anything with him, just a little bit launching, and he goes out by walking by hand, and he goes in a walker. But I don't ride him now. But normally I ride him like five or six times a week, and yeah, for yeah, 45 minutes or whatever. And when I have to go on competition, then 10 days ahead, I start doing a little bit more by things I have to do in the test. And yeah, most of the times I ride him in in the morning on nine uh, at nine o'clock because he's well he he likes to be like uh, really to have a, a schedule like he knows okay to, now I'm going to be be with him then I go out in the field and stuff like that. He really needs uh, yeah a schedule for him. That's good. And so, what else does he do after you've been riding him? Does he go out in the paddock? Does he go for hacks in the country? No, in most of the times of the day, walking by hand, or he goes in a walker. He four times a day he gets out of the stable, and is he really well taken care of of him because he needs to get a lot of attention, and he is very uh, energetic, so he needs also to get rid of the energy. And he goes. We don't let him get loose in the in the field, but we let him uh, graze by hand, and then they do it for an hour or so, and and that it's something that he really likes. And, of course, he's a stallion, and he likes to show off the fact he's a stallion when he's in the arena uh, with yeah. all that presence and power. Um, but I understand you're not going to be breeding with him. No. First we do for, for the sports, and then after his sports career, he can start being a, a, yeah, a stallion. Because he, he never has covered a merda or something like that. And I, he knows a little bit what he should do but not really and i think it's better like this then he's not that distracted and 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 when he starts covering you don't know how they're gonna react so that's always a little bit of risk so we say okay after the sport we go for the breeding so when you are competing with him edward what kind of personality does he have at a competition because he always looks so relaxed when he goes into the arena, but yeah, but he, he is not really relaxed. He, he in winter he was uh, quite how you, you called yeah like a, a a little child in the big world. <laughs> like yeah, he felt he 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 was searching really something to, that he could be trusting. But he is really like uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, how you say it, and 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 a little child in a big world. Yes, he yes. still has to learn a lot on the competition. At home, everything is okay, but on the competition, there I notice that I don't know him that well as I should be for having no mistakes anymore. I think in a year or or two years, it's it's much much better. And now you really every competition, he's still a little, a little bit different. So I don't know exactly what I can expect uh, from him on a competition yet. But, okay, it still is very good what he shows, but he, he is quite different at, at home. And I think when he goes more on the competition, that will be much better. And, of course, the key to any combination, any partnership, is the rideability when you actually get into the arena, Edward. And do you, are, do you, are you still feeling something every time you go to a competition with him when you actually get into the arena? Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, it seems that he thinks, okay, now it must happen. And, yeah, he really does it like that. You feel you're entering the arena and it, 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 it 
felt yeah it feels really amazing it's yeah it's out of this world i think the feeling that you have and he always wants to work also on the competition that's really nice so each time you go into a competition you can you feel you can just ask a little bit more a little bit more yeah i don't need to ask more from him because he does already so much i think for me it's and for him it's also better to try to do as less as possible because when I ask for more it's too much and now it's really for him it's important to do sometimes a little bit less instead of instead of doing more and that's probably because you have such good uh, synergy now and, and, and partnership that you understand each other and which buttons to press I suppose yeah and I think that's also what you need when you are in this kind of level you need a really special bond with your horse and it's 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 really necessary to have uh, really full control over the horse and that he trusts you and that you feel uh, what he is feeling and the other way around also. And and when you come to that final halt with him, Edward, and we, we around the world, we've been watching this video, of course, on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> when he finally drops his head onto a long rein, he gives the impression that, well, that was the best I can do. How about that? Yeah, and he walks and out with such confidence and quietness. Yeah, but uh, you feel also he is really like satisfied. Oh, that we did, we did good again. But <laughs> yeah, I think I also give him, I give, I give him also the feeling that he did good because he did really, really good. And that's also yeah, when he feels, I feel it like that. Then yeah, he feels it too. So when he goes back to the stable, does he relax or is he better relaxing as soon as you get home? Does that is that different? And, yeah, it's different. Okay, at the end in Winston, we were there for a week, then it, it's getting better and better. But at home, you really feel he is at rest. And there in the stables, there's always some horsing, sparsing, and it's always busy. And you, yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, he's still so young and he has so less experience that it takes a little bit time for him to settle down. But I think it will get better and better each competition. Well, I'm, I'm sure, though, know, it must be like living with a rock star, is it? Yeah, no, he doesn't act like that. He really acts like, um, yeah, like really like a decent horse and obeys so so good. It's it's yeah, and that's also something special about him because he's really so easy to handle. And yeah, he I don't think he knows that he is that good. Not yet. Uh, not not yet. No. <laughs> he's already world famous. I think there's nowhere in nowhere in the dressage world have they not heard of Morland's Tortillas and no, um, no. and that's not going to change anytime soon. He really has raised the the bar. Now, does he have any any little pet preferences? Does he does he have any treats after a round like that? Do you, carrots, apples? Uh he likes apples like he likes a lot. <laughs> yeah, and that's really yeah, okay. And then he's really uh, when you when he hears or own, uh, someone eating an apple, then he starts to wear the apple. He really likes that. Yeah. And, and what is his name at home? Toto. Toto. Okay. Yeah. So where does Toto go next, Edward? I don't know yet. First, he has really like a holiday, and then we'll see. The next really important thing for us is Kentucky next year, and in between, I really don't have any plan to go. So we have to see.
So you're not planning to do any of the World Cup this winter? N- not, I don't know for sure with Totilas. I have some other horses that are going to do the World Cup and maybe also with Totilas, but I haven't think about that. It was first the European Championships and then, we, then we'll see because he's still so young and he doesn't need to go now already so much on the competition. Huh? He needs yes. to get yeah, yeah, to get more mature and he, he also has to enjoy it and maybe when he goes too much and it, yeah, then it's not good for him. And he doesn't need to because when it goes already like this, yeah, I don't need to go on competition every week. And so what impact has he had on you, Edward? I mean, you're known as a wonderful rider with having had successful um, partnerships in the past, but finding a horse like this is almost a once-in-a-lifetime, isn't it? I, I, I know for sure that it's once-in-a-lifetime because I never felt it on a horse like this, and I had a lot of horses, and I have been ridden a lot of horses, but I never felt this on a horse. It's yeah. I think it's really once in a lifetime. So how has this affected your career at home? Of course, you live in the middle of of Holland, there in the Netherlands, um, yes, yes. with your own training barn and you know, in a very established uh, facility there. But how has this actually affected your career, having having the partnership with Totilis and breaking world records? Yeah. Okay. It's it's uh, everything is so fresh now. But yeah, you notice that you have a lot of people asking you for coming to teach and, and stuff like that but i i i always i already had it with ling and they, people know you already and but now it's also really nice for myself that i also have now some championship that i am european championship uh and that i won there because i didn't have that yet and yeah that's that's really nice for your career it's always good when you win and so now what does uh, Edward Gull do to relax after such a big competition as this? And, you're, you know, you're improving every time with this horse. And that must be like a climax even uh, when you get to a competition, you ride the cur. And so what does Edward do to relax after that? After that, then uh, we start we're going home and then we start working again on the other horse because we have a lot of horses in our stable that also need to be trained. And when I'm on a competition for a week, I'm gone, then the other horses... Of course, they are coming out of the stable and are trained by my riders, but okay, I also have to train them myself, of course. And okay, we go a couple of days. Now, next week, we go for four days. We go away on a small holiday, and then we have to work again. There's a lot of things to do. Business as usual, huh? Business as usual, yes. (laughs) Even for a champion. (laughs) Even for a European champion. Well, Edward, you know, it's got to be so exciting, the prospects now of preparing him for Kentucky and a world title. Um, Do do you feel a certain pressure now because you've raised the expectations of the the standard of dressage? Yes, I know. But in winter, I only was nervous for the Grand Prix because, okay, that's most of the time that's the first uh, it is the first test and then when i have that done then most of the time it's it's yeah not i'm not so stressed anymore but of course you know that you have a really good horse but i also know that he is still young so i can yeah i i think i still can do some mistakes eh, for him when he is 12 years old then i really want to go for okay for now i want to have uh, no mistakes anymore but until now and that's I, I don't care when I have mistakes because everything what he does good feels really so good that you forget about the mistakes and when because he's so young and so I allow him also to make that kind of mistakes right. and then it's also easier for myself to think okay it don't you don't have to do it now it can also wait two, two or three years and but 
it's of course it's nice when it already happens now and that I I am the European champion now and okay I when I started with him in uh, the beginning of this year with the Grand Prix I never thought about uh, being a European championships already now and have uh, two records uh, on my name well, you know what you've done, and the world has seen you now performing at this level, Edward, with this with this horse. It's been wonderful for the sport of dressage, and I'm sure you can appreciate that with the problems that the sport has been going through in recent times. Mm-hmm. You know, for everyone to be supporting you in the way that they have, and for everyone to be in agreement that this really was the best test, and the winner was, you know, the, the judges in agreement, the trainers, yep. the public, yep. the different nations too in agreement. That this yeah. is so good for the sport of dressage as a whole, Edward. Yeah, that's for sure. And you also now, uh, we get emails from uh, people uh, who have nothing with horses. They just saw it on the TV and are so impressed that they say, okay, uh, I, don't, I, I know what a horse is, but I never saw s- such a thing like that. And that's really nice. And also the jumping riders are really they a lot of jumping guys came especially to the cure uh, on on saturday evening to watch me riding with totilas and also nelson pesova came and he was so impressed he said i never <laughs> seen such a horse and that's really nice that also the jumpers are so impressed by it and also people who have nothing with horses are so impressed and that's that's really nice i i think that never has happened like this no, I think it, you're absolutely right. I think to extend, you know, the reach of dressage and because of one horse being just so wonderful, it, it's so great for not only the sport but for for horse for the horse world uh, in general. And uh, uh, that's wonderful that Neko would come uh, come across and what I mean, he always appreciates a good horse. But as you yeah. say, to get that kind of support from the other disciplines just reinforces what you're doing. Yes, that's right. It's 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 really yeah, really really nice. Well, we want to congratulate you again, um, Edward. We really enjoy talking to you today. It's been a privilege and and the very best of luck with Tartilas. Of course, we're here in Lexington, Kentucky, waiting for the world to come here. But there's one horse that we'll be having our eyes very clearly uh, set on, and that's uh, Tartilas when you come here for the World Equestrian Games. So the very best of luck in your preparation, and we very much look forward to speaking to you when you get to Kentucky. Okay, thank you very much. Well, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we talk a lot about Kentucky Performance Products, and that's because they are a name you can trust to give you the most value for your supplement money. Kentucky Performance Products offer supplements designed to target specific problems and are made with high-quality ingredients included at effective levels. The company's supplements are intended to complement, not compete, with your dressage horse's current feeding program, guarding against over-supplementation, and each product is backed by sound research and the money-back satisfaction guarantee. And today we'd like to talk to you about Nalox, the original equine antacid. It's recommended by veterinarians and leading horsemen as a way of maintaining a healthy stomach, which reduces the risk of ulcers. Nalox can be given daily to horses exposed to stressful conditions or as needed when shipping, competing, or during stall confinement. You know, you can learn about Nalox and all the products at Kentucky Performance Products at KPP. USA.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at KPPUSA.com. Well, what a fascinating interview, Sam. He clearly has got a very special partnership with that horse. Absolutely. And what a lovely guy as well. And what a scoop 
having him on, Chris. Kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes sometimes you just get lucky. It's all about timing. And I know Edward was uh, heading off to take a short vacation before he gets back to business as usual. So thanks again, Edward, for joining us. And uh, the very best of luck as you prepare for the World Equestrian Games next year. And it's going to be a really exciting competition heating up now between, I think, uh, what's widely considered as to be the three serious medal contenders, uh, Morlands Tortillas and uh, Parcival, ridden by Adeline Connellinson, of course, and uh, Stefan Peters Ravel. Those three, I think, are going to be the most serious contenders, all being well. They all arrive in Kentucky. They'll be in the middle of uh, September next year. I know I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, as as we know, Sam, the tickets go on sale to the wider public for the World Equestrian Games uh, this month. And uh, you have to wonder how much that level of competition and that much public attention to record-breaking performances is going to influence ticket sales. I don't think it's going to be a problem selling tickets for dressage, do you? No, I think it's pretty good timing. I think, well done, Edward. He's going to raise the interest there. Well, that's fantastic. Now, you're covering dressage as well, of course, on the uh, 2010 radio show, aren't you? Yeah, we try and cover a little bit of everything. There's eight disciplines, so Glenn and I are pretty busy (laughs) in between that and in between trying to keep everyone interested in Kentucky and Lexington and what else they can do when they're not at the horse park looking at the competition. So, And, uh, And who have you had on your show for dressage? Um, we have a spotlight athlete. We have Pierre St. Jacques, who's a lovely guy. He's originally from Canada, but now riding for the United States. And he'll be heading to dressage at Devon pretty soon. He just recently got married to actually to a Canadian event rider who's on the Olympic team. And we have a para-equestrian rider called Susan Trebes, who we'll be talking to this week and catching up with her. Yeah, yeah, you're, so you really get, are you, now are you just following the riders or do you get into explaining the sport of, and keeping up with the rules changes like we talked about? Um, we do not in quite as much detail as you do, obviously, but we've, um, Glenn, before I joined the show, Glenn did um, a show on, a, on each sport and talked about the rules and talked about each sport in detail. And then we'll probably go back and do that in the winter when things quieten down a little bit. Well, terrific. Well, there's there's a plug for the 2010 radio show. You can check out that at uh, 2010radioshow.com. Is that your website there? Sam? That is, yes. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, thank you, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we like to look out for our other friends on the on all the other shows. We now have, what, five shows on the Horse Radio Network. We, we do. We have a barn full. <laughs> we, we do. We have, absolutely have a barn full. And more planned for the very near future. So uh, stay tuned for news of that. Well, you can follow our show notes at dressageradio.com. You can also send us our feedback. You can leave us a voicemail. That number is on the website, 270-803-0025. Or you can email both Heather or myself. Heather's email address is heather at horseradionetwork.com. And mine is chris at horseradio.com. And that uh, Dressage Radio Show, of course, reminding you all that that has a fan page on Facebook and there's a link to that page on our website. You can also follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. And we're big Twitterers. We're big tweeters, aren't we, Sam? That's right. You can also catch up with Heather on her website at www.heatherblitz.info. And we'd like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life and Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Be sure to join Chris and Heather. We'll be back next week when Courtney King-Dye will be their guest. 
Well, thank you again, Sam, for joining us, sitting in the chair. Uh, it's been great having you on board, and I hope you've enjoyed our interview with Edward Girl. Uh, oh, absolutely, my pleasure. <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, we'll be back next week with Heather. So until then, uh, take care, enjoy your riding, and uh, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, and enjoy your dressage. <laughs>